Welcome to the Sutherland House podcast, and my name is Christopher Finley. Sutherland House is the publishing offices for Andrews University Press, the primary academic house to serve the worldwide Seventh-day Adventist Church. We publish the Andrews Study Bible and the Andrews Bible Commentary, which we are discussing today. We are here with our guest, Dr. Teresa Reeve. Hello, how are you? I'm feeling great, thanks. Amen. Thank you for joining us. It's a pleasure to have you here. It's great to be with you, Chris. So I wanted to dive in and go into a brief introduction of what is your journey? What was your journey in contributing to Second Peter? And can you discuss that process with us? Sure. Well, I, I had taught the general epistles before, but... Uh, Peter hadn't been my area of research, so it, I was a, a little surprised and excited to be able to spend the time I was able to do with Second Peter. So oh. it was a, it was a exciting and an honor to be able to write for this commentary, which I consider to be a huge contribution to the church. Um, so process really just is a matter of of. St- reading the scripture closely, reading it in the Greek, uh, seeking to understand the argument that Peter was making. What was he, what was on his heart? What must have been going on in his mind and in the the lives of the people he was writing to that made him say what he did? And so that's what I was seeking to understand. What was he, what was he trying to say? So primarily digging the scripture into, into the Greek and then just listening on the rest of the conversation what are what have other biblical scholars found is that what I found can I learn something can I contribute something uh, so that's basically uh, the process that that I used mm. so when you were going through this process and I'm sure you've had like your ups and downs but what were some of your discoveries out of your study what did you find that you loved the best Oh, it's it's really hard to narrow down. Uh, you know, the closer you get to scripture, the more exciting things you find in it. And I've been I've been studying scripture closely as a scholar for twenty five years, and closely as a believer for much longer than that. And it's still true that the closer I get to scripture, the more things I find. One, of course, as an Adventist, is that that. Th- that thing in chapter three about God's patience. Mm. He's coming, um, he's coming, be patient. And that he's just so eager for everyone to believe. Amen. Um, so that's a beautiful thing. But my favorite thing is actually in chapter one that he has provided absolutely everything we need for life and for godliness, everything through knowing him, for, through truly knowing him and claiming his promises. That's just amazing and awesome and the the cap of that is that we will be partakers of the divine nature that's radical amen Uh, and uh i just find that uh, amazing what a blessing amen amen when it when it comes to theology and purpose throughout this epistle we've seen a theme that we need to be ready to meet the lord with a joy at his coming why do you feel that? Why do you believe that this was so important to Peter? There's one s- simple answer to that, because it was important to God. 
Peter, as he stresses in chapter one, he had lived with Jesus. He'd spent Mm. three years in in daily communion, uh, walking with him, watching Mm. him, being rebuked by him. Mm. And um, God cares about this. And therefore, Peter cares about this. And as he looks at the state of the church, it's been a while, you know, since Jesus has gone back to heaven. It's been a while, maybe, since they've heard the gospel. They may be getting a little lax. Uh, They may be wondering where Jesus is. And um, Peter is just really concerned. It's clear from his language. He's really concerned. um, And he wants to communicate God's heart here. Wow. Wow. Yeah, I was when I was doing the study uh, for this question and just looking at the background, it was it was showing that the church at this time, they they were facing danger of being distracted. And it made me think about Peter's testimony about when Christ was spending his last moments with them and he was telling them that he would have to face the cross and Peter was telling Christ, no, Lord, um, like basically trying to rebuke Jesus. And Jesus let Peter know, like, before the cock crows, you'll deny me three times. And Peter is telling Jesus, I'll go all the way to the death for you. And then you see in the outer courts how Peter was now distracted. Peter was now rebuking and cursing and saying all these different things to try to act like he wasn't his disciple. So I believe that the Lord, the power of the Holy Spirit was working through Peter for this epistle because he's circling back and letting them know, I've been there already. Yes. I've been there already. I've been prideful. I've, I've thought much of myself. And then I was humbled by my circumstances. So please keep your eyes on Jesus. Peter knows that we've all got a lot of growing to do. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting because there's a little bit of Peter in all of us at times. Oh, yeah. You know. Maybe more than a little. Maybe more than a little. <laughs> when it comes to this journey, right, in what way did Second Peter draw you closer to Jesus? I know you spoke about how when you've been breaking down the Scripture, your eyes have been open more and more as you break down the Scripture. But what specifically, in what way did Second Peter draw you closer to Jesus, and why? Well, Jesus... Jesus is implicit in the whole in the whole passage, in, uh, but in verse ten, I think it is of chapter one. He says, uh, "No, it's verse eight. If the, if these things are yours and abound, you will be neither barren nor unfruitful in the true knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ." That's a special word for knowledge. It's the true knowledge, and um, that is. The underlying thing that Peter's talking about is knowing God. All these things are available to us through knowing Jesus. So if there's many reasons to come to know Jesus. Uh, right. he's, he's beautiful. His love is amazing. Um, and through knowing him, through really seeking to know him, everything in the world is provided to us. Um, so it's, it's this encouragement to know him better um, that, that comes to us through Second Peter at, that, that draws us closer and that gives us great reward. Um, it's the true knowledge. It's the 
just getting to know him, spending the time to really know him, spending the time in, in reading the word, spending the time in talking to him and getting to know him. Yeah, it's, it's, it's really humbling and exciting that even me on my journey of going through the MDiv and studying the Bible and learning more ways how to break down the text and look at the Greek, it, it causes me to slow down. Because yes. now I'm slowing down and looking at the scripture and, and thinking to myself, wow. Like, and then God speaking to me personally and saying, the purpose of you being expounding on your education or learning more is not just to acquire knowledge, but also to come into a deeper relationship with me. Yes. Yeah. You know, and that was one of the that was one of the greatest parts of coming here, yeah. you know, to study. And even in class, I you I took Greek with you and it was it was exciting because I know in the mornings when you would do your devotionals, I would have my pad out and I would start taking notes because I would say, Oh, this is a good sermon. This is a good sermon. <laughs> this is a good sermon right here. Yeah, yeah, you know, um, these word, words for, for knowledge that Peter uses, it's not just about head knowledge. This is about knowing someone and intimacy. Amen. It goes along with what you're saying there. Amen. Amen. If you could sum up Second Peter in a sentence, if you were, if you were walking in the morning or doing a, a walk around campus and you pass by an old friend and they ask you to sum up Peter, and you were just to give them a, a brief summary or in one sentence, what would it be? It would be that God is incredibly eager, thirsty for his people, his children, those he created to, to, to come to know him and to have everything that he's provided because he's provided everything that we need. Amen. 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 What a great point, dear. What a great point. Now, when we when we get to this whole journey, um, when it comes to just your journey of contributing to the commentary, how has this been transformational for you? I know we spoke on you being inspired. I know you spoke on going into a deeper relationship with Jesus. But has this done anything for you personally that you could say like wow that's a that's amazing that i experienced that well i i can name a number of things one is as i as i said just coming i i, I often come back to that promise of of uh, partakers of the divine nature and just through true knowledge of him i just need to claim his promises it's not about my working hard to to get these virtues or character traits that peter talks about it's it's about getting to know him mm -hmm. so as as i focus my attention it's it's got to be on him and uh his character mm -hmm. and just loving him more you know and 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 that is such a that's a that's such an inspiration for me also because while we go to study the text, the deepest part of the Bible, the deepest part of Scripture is exactly what you said. It's coming into a deeper relationship with Jesus Christ. And I know you've probably experienced bef this before, but those awe moments when you first open up the Scripture and you're reading, but then it's like 
to a point when it just time pauses and you're there with Jesus and you're learning and you're spending time with him and it's as if you don't want that devotional to end. When you start seeing it come to an ending when you're saying, oh, I probably have to go to work or I probably have to go to class and you're like, no, no, I, I want to be deeper and deeper in scripture. Yeah, and, and I think um, people who are just starting out with scripture mm -hmm. uh, might have a hard time imagining that mm -hmm. because it can seem dry and awkward mm -hmm. as you start out. But uh, I think we can both attest that as we continue to dig and pray and know him, the Holy Spirit will give that joy. It's mm -hmm. the Holy Spirit's work, really, Amen. that allows it to be a joy. Amen. One, I was just thinking one of our audience, our target audiences that read the books at the press or look, read the commentary are students and future writers. And I know one point in your life, you were a student. So for you to still am still, still, still <laughs> a student, amen, uh, student and professor. For, speaking from your perspective, you know, going into a project like this and having to tackle a, a, a book, a epistle like Second Peter, what were some of the challenges you faced as a writer and what inspiration can you give future authors who may go down the path or the journey of academic writing? What are some of the tips you have for them? Huh. Um, I think there's, there's plenty of challenges. Uh, a, a challenge, one challenge would be to, um, and I think this isn't just for future writers, but to, to jump to conclusions that what I think I'm seeing there is what is there. It's, it's really easy to get it, uh, excited about an idea that we have as we read scripture and, and assume that, um, that that's true. But our, our background shapes us to hear things in a certain way, which may not be what Peter meant. So to stop and say, I've got to listen deeper to the text, I need to dig more. I need to compare what Peter says here with what he says in other places. I need to compare what Peter says here with the rest of Scripture and make sure I'm really clearly understanding. And I need to listen to the rest of the conversation about Peter because I, as tempting as that sometimes is, I probably am not going to come up with a brilliant new revelation. Mm -hmm. um, I can come up with new ways of saying it, maybe a little shading, mm -hmm. but um, dedicated Christians have been studying for 2,000 years. So it's important to dig, to pray. Uh, that's another downfall is we could just jump in. Uh, but it, this is all dependent on the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. What a great point. Ending, closing on that beautiful point. It brings our conversation to a close. And if it was up to me, we can talk about this book for hours more. But we, I thank you for coming and being with us here. And for all of our listeners, we want to thank you for joining us at the Sutherland House Podcast. And we're looking forward for you to join us in more episodes in the future. If you would like to get your hands on the landmark Andrews Bible Commentary, you can get your copy 
of the Andrews Bible Commentary or any of the other great publications from the Andrews University Press simply by going to andrews.edu slash university press. Thank you all for joining us and see you all at the next episode of The Sutherland House. I think we're good. <laughs> great job. Thank you so much. You are welcome. <laughs> It goes so fast. Yeah, it goes so fast. And I'm, I'm going to see how much the recording is. I was hoping we didn't go over 30 minutes. <laughs> 30 minutes? That felt like...